first contestant in the wrestling match this evening it is my dog the one and only the strongest competitor in the very small weight tiny weight baby weight competition because he's just a little baby three years old 13 and a half pounds it's Anton the Shitsu, and he'll eat the sheets out of you <laughs> he'll make sheets out of you and his opponent, hailing from the rough part of town. She is seven years old, and we ask that you please hold the applause because she will hide in the bathroom if it gets too loud in here. Her name is Eleven the Dog, and she's decimated bigger chew toys than Anton Chewger. <laughs> oh, awfully big talk coming from you, Taylor. Listen here, my Anton, he knows this ring inside and out. He can't get up those stairs, he's scared of heights, and he's a spoiled little child. He may be all bark, and he's certainly not bite. I well, think this is going to be a very boring match. <laughs> I'll have you know, Eleven is only active for around 30 minutes a day, and she already spent those playing with her mommy. Oh. <laughs> Wait, hold on. It looks like Eleven and Anton are just napping together. All right. All right, I'm calling it. I'm calling this one in the ring. It's a draw. They can share it's the cute draw. little belt. <laughs> no contest. Friendship wins. Friendship restored. Ah, family bonded. I see we've learned a lot of lessons, Denny. Nap is the strongest tag team, Greg. <laughs> Point at the sign. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like the idea of a, you know, a nice big theater location in, like, downtown Portland being just, like, left to collect dust. Like, that place kicked ass, dude. Um, I would... We'll we'll get we'll get into the weeds about it later. We'll get into the weeds about it later. Oh yeah, of course. Let's let's blow the dust off of this. Our final film, the audience pick in the uh, the series we're finally concluding here. Animals play sports entertainment, folks. <laughs> movies for Win has gone through a lot of different kinds of movies, different sorts of themes, sorts of ideas, and. Um, this one feels the most uh, exploitative of animals, I gotta say. Particularly this movie. You clearly weren't here for when you want to see a monkey. I sadly was here. <laughs> it was right here. Greg, we've said this is a feelings podcast. This, I, is a, this is a monkey podcast, okay? Like, first and foremost, this is a podcast about monkeys. 
It just keeps happening. It it stopped being intentional, and now it just it's it can't be a coincidence. Monkeys for win. Tune in You'll next go week. You'll go bananas for our audio. <laughs> I can't do if if you make any more bananas and jokes or. <laughs> Oh my god. I got enough of it already. I'm set for banana <laughs> jokes. We'll get into the weeds later. We already said it, Denny, but oh my gosh, how are you feeling closing the closing this chapter on the movies for win? Um, you know, this was this was a fun little theme, I thought. Um, we needed some fun. I'm really excited for our next theme, which we're gonna announce at the end of the episode, so I've had a good time. It was kind of a theme off. You know, we didn't really have to, like, really turn on our analytical brains. We just had to, like, watch these dumb movies and talk about them. So that was nice after such a dense theme in Korean cinema. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm looking forward to a happy medium in our next theme. But this was a good catch your breath, refresh. You know, I think uh, I definitely needed something lighthearted in this time in my life, and I was glad that uh, Monkeys for Wind could provide that for me, you know? Wait, that's not the name of it. <laughs> yeah, a breath of fresh air. It just, yeah, I, I, I don't think I had the spare brain cells to really commit to, like, providing sort of insight to actual <laughs> art, <laughs> I'll say. Yeah. Ah, uh, man. This one certainly had a vision. Yikers. Yeah. Well, before we uh, dive in from the top rope, Denny. Damn, what? you're on tonight. Ah, let me let you have the opportunity to put over some movies that you've been watching before we talk about Russell Madness, which we're just now saying the title of the movie we <laughs> did today. It's Russell Madness, folks. So I actually don't think I caught any movies. Let me double check my letterbox uh, since our last episode. I have got some shows to discuss. Um, wow. No, yeah, I haven't watched anything since uh, MVP2. Um, any movies, Oops. that is. Um, but I watched uh, two shows that I really enjoyed, or at least the start of two shows. Um, the third and final season of Reservation Dogs, Taika Waititi's Reservation Dogs, has nice. started. Um, so far, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I love that they're going to leave it at three seasons because um, I honestly thought the end of season two might have been the end of the show and it would have been a great end of the show. I so remember you mentioned that, that. yeah. Yeah, and the, the fact that they're only doing one more season shows me they're not just going to drag this out. They're going to tell a complete story and be done with it and uh, really good so far. Um, the other show I watched was... Uh, the first three episodes that have been released of season three of How To with John Wilson. Greg, have you gotten around to watching How To with John Wilson? Sure haven't. What platform is that on, first of all? Um, Max B.O.H. Okay, okay. Okay, yeah, I think I've seen that uh, thumbnail on there. So, um, the executive producer is Nathan Fielder. Alright, I'll be watching it tonight. Yeah, cool. it's really, really, it's really soothing, honestly. Um, but it's basically um, a documentary series where there's this dude who lives in New York City, um, and he just has this insane footage. Like, it looks like, and it, this might actually be true because they kind of allude to it on the show at one point, he seems like a man with, like, OCD and a compulsion to film everything that happens in his life. Um I don't know if that's true or not. They kind of hint at that at one point, but like 
it's a document but like it'll be like the episode will be like um scaffolding um and or no or, like he picks dumb stuff like that mm-hmm. uh like but an episode will be like how to improve your memory um and he'll start with like simple memory stuff but he just much like in Nathan for you he just runs things all the way up the chain to the tippy tippy top of like escalation that you can't believe he would take it this far um and so he starts with an episode about like improving your memorization and then somehow being at a mandela effect uh convention um and uh, it's, it's also very in the spirit of nathan for you in the sense it's just like dude it is nuts and i'm telling you bonkers what he has gotten people to say on camera like holy shit like just interviewing random people around the world you know like mm-hmm. oh my god it, you gotta check it out it's so good uh how to with john wilson i'm a massive fan and i yeah like i'd seen it come up a couple times i just had zero clue what it was about maybe should have looked into it a little bit more so glad to hear it's i i think it would appeal to me as much as it does you most deaf it's most exciting. deaf it doesn't have as much secondhand embarrassment as Nathan for you, and I know that'll be nice for you too. Yeah, in a lot of times in Nathan for you, it's just like it's the kind I can handle. I mm-hmm. guess I don't know his approach to it is it's different. I, I feel like I talked about it a little bit when we discussed the rehearsal, um, where I was. I can't, I can't remember what I said, but I think I, I, I covered it a little bit about how I'm more comfortable with this versus like a something where secondhand embarrassment is like the point of the joke or something. It's just like, no, I just, <laughs> the joke is it's uncomfortable. Well, I'm just uncomfortable and I'm not laughing. Yeah. And usually that's how those kind of things go, but no, I'll, 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 I'm sure I'll like this one. Hell yeah. And I, I really think you will. I know your taste. You're going to like it. Hmm. Denny knows what I taste like. All right, is that uh, is that all the stuff you watched? That's it for me. What do you got, brother? Well, I got I, I was in a similar boat where I got to the end of the week. I had the notes ready. I was like, oh shoot, I gotta watch Russell Madness, and we're recording soon. And I was like, oh, I have nothing in the what I've been watching <laughs> section of the notes. Um, luckily, soon after recording our last episode of course about MVP 2 most vertical primate I watched a movie that I've seen I think this is probably the seventh time I watched it I watched Sicario Ooh, again I want to see that just watch it buddy it's so <laughs> damn good oh my god film of man it's just like there's a few directors and the names kind of shift as time goes on but there's like a few directors that are just appointment viewing the name value like it's like uh christopher nolan with oppenheimer like you whatever this person is making a movie about i will go see it i will go see barbie because i know greta gerwig is gonna crush it stuff like that that's two recent examples we're topical Eh? yeah hey current events on the pod look at us yeah like i didn't read dune but you bet your ass i'm gonna rewatch part one and be in the theaters for part two when that comes out Uh, maybe this, maybe by the third time I watch Dune Part One, I'll know what's going on. So, <laughs> Sicario rocks. That's that's another one that it's gonna like 
It's going to hit you pretty hard the first time you watch it, and then the second and third time you watch it, you just like, oh man, this movie fucking riffs. <laughs> it's so good. It respects its audience so well. It communicates so much visually, and it's stuff like stuff's happening and you don't even realize you're absorbing it and the second time you watch it i was like oh i did notice that the first time and now that i know where the story goes and kind of what's really happening here this thing that i noticed the first time makes more sense even though i didn't connect a dot backwards after like a first watch through it's it's a really cool movie and you know there's that angle to it and there's just like a master class of how to build Ten- build and release tension. It's fabulous, fabulous, awesome. and incredible performances from everybody. So, uh, the other thing I watched, I needed a palate cleanser after I, I, I first had to get my eyes um, kind of locked back in place, looking forward after they were rolling so far back in my head they got stuck while I was watching Wrestle Madness. So I had to. <laughs> reset my mind a little bit i went to the old netflix machine and i watched the raid redemption which denny i don't know if you know that movie or anything about it it's like it came out 10 or 11 years ago it's an indonesian like martial arts film basically it's fucking cool it's so cool cool. (laughs) (laughs) it's um i i watched it in college at some point uh, a couple times I was really into it I haven't seen it since then and it's like it showed up on Netflix the other day I was like I remember really liking that movie and I forgot if you're a John Wick fan you're gonna people are gonna love this one if you guys haven't seen it so the character development scene is about the first 60 seconds of the movie title card we're getting into the action like Beautiful. we're just hit the Beautiful. ground running tires already spinning We're just charged up and ready to go. So it's basically a SWAT team of police officers are storming a building, an apartment complex owned by like a crime lord that's like on the 13th floor. And they're just going up floor by floor trying to like sneak their way in. And then it kind of becomes known that they're there. It's like they're just fighting their way up to the crime boss. It's really fucking cool. Holy shit. It's sometimes that's all you need is just that simple of a concept. Oh, dude, that sounds kind of like uh, Attack the Block, kind of similar to me. If you ever seen okay, that. I haven't seen it, but I, I know of it. Yeah, it's it's a kick-ass time, and if you like martial arts and action that you can see reasonably well, it's not as like pulled back on a tripod like John Wick, but it is. It's done very creatively where the camera will move with the action and also be in like creative places so you can get kind of a fresh look at what's happening. It's mm-hmm. it's really innovative and really cool. So And there's a sequel that I haven't watched yet, but I heard is also really good. Also cool. on Netflix. So Netflix doing their the bare minimum to earn that <laughs> subscription money month <laughs> over month. Boy howdy. I'm I'm close to signing up for Tubi Premium. There's movies on Tubi I'm more interested in than Netflix lately. Does Tubi have a premium? I doubt it. (laughs) I think their whole gimmick is free with ads, and you're stuck that way. You can't buy your way out of it. Hey, speaking of free with ads and things that are on Tubi, you know what you can watch on Tubi, Denny? 
We're getting into it. It's Russell Madness, buddy. I rented it on Amazon Prime because I am above sitting through ads when I'm watching a movie like this. You need commercial breaks for this (laughs) shit. (laughs) See, I'm way less mad about this movie than you because I just stopped paying attention. (laughs) I have no problem being on my phone the entire time. I'm not (laughs) mad. I'm just like... I guess I am really ready to hear about uh, prescriptions for psori- plaque psoriasis or whatever. <laughs> really break up the tension of the Ferraro family, I guess. So mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and summarize this uh, this flick. Russell Mann is from 2015. It is a, another movie in the Airbud Entertainment uh, vault library, <laughs> uh, dusty Body book sh- of work, <laughs> dusty bookshelf with a bunch of empty shelves. Um, it's the first movie here where the animals talk, and I was sad to learn that, and I was even sadder when they wouldn't shut the hell up. So, <laughs> much, much in the vein of all the movies we've been watching, animals playing sports entertainment this time. Russell Bannis is about a Jack Russell Terrier that is simply unadoptable. He's anxious about being a, in a new family, and his fear, every time he faces his fear, and he's just like, I don't know if this person's going to love me, he just pisses on him. It's great. Nobody wants to adopt him. Uh, eventually, he escapes the pet store because he hears he's going to be sent to the pound if nobody decides to take him in. He escapes through the streets of Portland where he runs into a family that is um, renovating or inheriting Grandpa's old wrestling rink and down ring, not rink. There's no skating here. I'm stuck on MVP2. (laughs) The Ferraro family has this wrestling ring in a theater in Portland, and yeah, they want to rejuvenate it and revive it and Bring the family business back. Oh, we found this dog, and then, uh-oh, just like all the other movies, turns out the animal can do the sport. He can... If Ooh, I just thought of this. If it's sports entertainment, we, we already discussed how a dead parent will get you an animal that can do a sport. Yes. But what about a dead grandparent? So it'll get you a sports entertainment animal. Yeah, that that makes more sense. Um, That's the trade-off. It's it's kind of God's. You'll get through it, but I do feel sorry for you. You know, like a, a sports mm-hmm. entertainment animal. Like it's it's not a it's not a full-on dog that can compete. You know, but it's it's a performer dog. You get a theater kid dog. You know, it's, it's... oh ooh, <laughs> put it. I'll put that dog in the pound. <laughs> Ouch! First of all, I'm right here, Greg. The way you delivered that sentence just proved my point. <laughs> oh, jeez. Anyways, uh, they they wrestle and they want to make their little company profitable, but uh-oh. The Woof, W-U-F. I don't care what it stands for. It's run by the pig from Toy Story. And he's... <laughs> He's trying to buy up all the wrestlers, so he controls all the Portland area wrestling, the coveted um, wrestling market of Portland, Oregon. So, is this movie set in the fucking seventies? <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. 
Uh, I'm taking way too long to get through this. So, Grandpa had a monkey that's still alive 25 years later somehow. Family buys... They, 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 they sign a contract with the guy because they want to make more money. The dog can wrestle. They sell a bunch of tickets. The dog gets famous. And then they're like, oh, no, now the company thinks they own the dog. But now it's like, oh, but the dog is our family. And they own the dog. And the pet shop owner was like, actually, I adopted him. I'm going to give the dog to the family. And the dog goes to the family. And they all live happily ever after. And they keep wrestling. But not before... Russell finally wins a rematch against the best character in the whole series of movies we've done for yes. this series. The Hammer. Dun, dun. Oh, so cool. John Hennigan is yes. here to wrestle the dog. They fight. Russell loses. They fight again. Russell wins the tag team championship. And a family. So, Denny, what's your relationship with Wrestle Madness? I assume as a wrestling fan, you've seen it a bunch of times. It is, uh, you know, I think most people would say ECW Heat Wave 1998, mm -hmm. um, WrestleMania 17, mm -hmm. Darren Aronofsky's The Wrestler, and Wrestle Madness are kind of the required viewings for any true mm. wrestling fan. The Mount Rushmore of yeah, <laughs> um, I understand. Yeah, no, I uh, I heard about this movie when it got made, and I was really excited because John Hennigan was in it. Um, I saw it at Movie Trading Co. one time, but thought it was too expensive, so I didn't buy it. Was it a dollar? <laughs> I don't remember. I um, wouldn't buy that for a dollar. But uh, there we go. Yeah, my relationship with it is I'm a fan of John Hennigan. I'm glad to see him getting work. Uh, my relationship with it is... I, I wouldn't call it similar, but I have also not seen it before. We did it for this podcast. I'm really glad we didn't watch this one twice. I am not a John Hennigan fan because I am not a wrestling fan like Denny is. I, I unironically call it sports entertainment because I think that's a great name for it. <laughs> uh, but... I, I came out of it feeling the same as Danny and being like, man, I'm glad John Hennigan was in this movie. <laughs> he wrestled Orange Cassidy last Friday on TNT. Oh, I better be able to watch that somewhere. Hell yeah, that's cool. I yeah. Every time we watch wrestling-focused stuff, I come out of it appreciating the industry a lot more cool and i'm I, i'm ne never enough to like really commit to watching it or like making it a thing i follow or anything like that but mm -hmm. i'm always like damn like some cool people are really doing this thing and every once in a while they do something that's like holy shit that's really cool actually <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad man you know it, it's it's something that's definitely not for everyone um and if it's not for you i appreciate having enough curiosity to develop a respect for it that's pretty cool yeah well, you know who didn't develop a respect for it is our Critiker Review of the Week. Yes! Which I almost forgot to do, but no, no, no. Our Critiker Review of the Week. I, again, unfortunately, there were like nine reviews on Critiker. So I went to Letterboxd, and J.V. Jowett gave his movie one and a half stars. Wow. And this person said, Cute, wholesome, heartwarming, furry, kid-centric, and endearing. I.e. everything I hate. So. 
Thanks, JV. I am shocked that Critiker's user base have not really given Russell Madness a chance. Like, that seemed like a very Critiker movie to me. Well, it's it's a difference of people, like, actually typing out the reviews. There's a, a lot of, like, ratings, and you just scroll down and see a bunch of red boxes. <laughs> and single-digit... Tier digit one, tier one, tier one, tier <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> There's a lot of single-digit numbers. And I, uh, I joined the crowd, I'll say. But yeah, I, I, there was a review on Critiker that I didn't feel... Like, I didn't want to read the whole thing. I, I like this one, this other one a little bit more. But this person on Critiker did point out they kind of theorized that Airbud Entertainment's <laughs> legal department, which I'm sure is the 80-year-old guy on the oxygen tank in the no. crowd of WrestleMania. Are you kidding me? It's a golden retriever in a suit. That's their legal department. <laughs> There's no law. <laughs> In the American Bar Association that says a dog can't get his license. <laughs> I'm sorry, obviously it's a golden receiver. <laughs> Attorney at paw. <laughs> How has this not already been made? <laughs> we don't know that it hasn't been yet. We, hey. Like, and, and if they steal that idea and sue us, I like our odds in court. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. Because we're going to have a dog defend us. You're on, No, we're, they're going to sue us. Or we're suing them for stealing our idea. So their dog is the defense and we're we're humans. Dude, I'll, buddy's I'll a make like No, we're going to have to make a rule that says a dog can't be your uh, defending attorney. Like you. Well, no, we'll just show up like the hammer and pull a dog whistle out and it's like, Your Honor, he's not making sense. And then I'll smear some uh, ketchup on my hand and swear that he bit me. <laughs> but he bit me, Your Honor! I'll Using just, all the tricks we learned from I'll keep introducing new evidence that's just covered in peanut butter and he'll get... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Your Honor, the dog ate my defense. Oh, typical. I'm going to dress as a clown and hit the floor with a newspaper. That'll really throw him off. Oh, but man, he can't might... handle that psychological torture. Where were we? I was in the middle of a point and we got on something way better. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Um, Entertainment's legal department is an 80-year-old guy on an oxygen tank. But it has actually a golden retriever. But it feels like... They wanted to call the movie Russell Mania. Yes. But their legal advice said it's too close to WrestleMania. We don't want a lawsuit on our hands. And they're like, okay. They changed the title and then made the movie the exact same. Yep. <laughs> Except they still put in the soundtrack WrestleMania over and over and over again. The subtitle said WrestleManiac. But oh, it sounded okay. like Mania. I was maybe maybe the legal department was like, yeah, there's definitely a C at the end of that. Put it in the subtitles. Put it in the subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if it doesn't make sense. Just put it in there. You want to get sued? Uh, <laughs> man, I, I don't know where to start. I gotta, I gotta get. I guess a little bit more of a relationship out of the way. I was living in Portland at the time that this was filmed. In 2014-2015. Uh, sad to say I never saw this get made. I, 
I, I wish I had seen this travesty mm -hmm. get made. I would like some kind of insight. I'm a little upset that this is our second movie based in Portland since Pig. And we are all animal based so far. It's all, mm -hmm. but it's yeah. declining in quality sharply. <laughs> um, this one did uh, sneak in something historic, though. It's not just a dog movie. Um, this is actually the first movie in the history of movies for when that qualifies for the theme when you want to see a monkey, no asterisk. Mm hmm. An actual monkey. And we said monkey a bunch last time. And yeah. we knew it was wrong, and we don't care. I did it mostly to bother Mojo. <laughs> Attaboy. Um, he didn't see MVP, too. It's okay. But yeah, we got an actual monkey here that, like I said earlier, will not shut up. This was an annoying monkey. It was like... Meowth's annoying little brother. <laughs> <laughs> Meowth's manager. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me off seem like cool and low key by comparison. <laughs> really does. I think I was a little more confused about the rules of animals talking in this universe. Yes. Because the monkey can talk to people, but can also talk to the dog. The dogs yes. can talk to each other and talk to the monkey. Not all of. None of the humans can understand the dog, and. Some humans can't understand the monkey until the monkey decides that the human can understand them and then they'll talk directly to them and then they can understand them. It didn't make any sense. Like, the monkey would be talking to the dad character and uh, the wrestling Vince McMahon type guy wouldn't hear him. And then at the end of the movie, he's like, whoa, that monkey talks? They've been in the same room while the monkey's been talking before. It's super weird. Yeah, and they never have, like, the monkey ask Russell what he wants. You know? Like, <laughs> oh, good point. You're like, gonna do this, kid. Like, they could have talked to Russell at any time. They had a translator there, and they chose to never utilize it. Like, what if the monkey was like, hey, guys, stop making all these plans. Russell said he just wants to go home and be a good boy. He doesn't want to be a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> they have an intermediary and they're just not using it that's really a waste <laughs> yeah um yeah i feel like we can dissect everything wrong with this i'll go with the something that was a constant mm -hmm. the soundtrack it's yes. 2015 and this feels like a 2002 manipulation soundtrack dot wave file very uh whip it-esque Oh, I was going to say blindside-esque, but... Oh, wait, whip it. Stick what are you it. thinking of? Stick it, yeah. Whip it was the roller derby movie. I whip was it like, was from that Steve-O video. We haven't watched that. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't remember music in that. <laughs> no, just whippets. Ah, uh, that's sad. No, whip it was the... It's, it's awesome. Steve-O's sober and living his best life. God, yeah. Hell yeah. I wish he was in this movie. <laughs> God, I wish he was in most movies, to be honest with you. Most movies would be improved with the presence of Steve-O. If they brought in Steve-O to just take an insane bump for Russell, like if they like, brought in Steve-O to do like a barbed wire table spot off a ladder where Russell kicks him <laughs> onto it. 
I mean, I would watch the movie twice. What can I say? Yeah. No, yeah. Steve-O, Steve-O doing uh, deathmatch wrestling spots would have really, really made the movie more watchable, I think. <laughs> Goddamn right. So, how do you feel, as, as our resident wrestling expert, how do you feel about the wrestling in this movie? Um, I, first of all, don't like that the matches were portrayed as real. Um, that the wrestling is really happening and it's not scripted or choreographed in any way. I think I just don't like when movies about wrestling do that. I think it <laughs> like I I was going to save this point for later, but I'm glad you got to it. So, continue. Yeah, like I think like I think what it doesn't understand is that, like, what's kind of awesome about wrestling is that everyone watching knows it's not real, but we're pretending. You know, like, you know, like mm-hmm. we're, like, it's it's immersive. This movie treats it like you have to think the wrestling is real for it to be cool, and it also, like, places a movie in a strange alternate universe where wrestling is real and the hammer is, like, a dangerous fighter. You know, like, mm-hmm. it, it just... I don't like when I don't like when movies do that at all. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure how you felt about it because I also didn't like it. I was cackling to myself by the end because I was like, "Holy shit, like the big turn of the movie, the big scandal is that you're telling me this wrestling match was somehow predetermined." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Wait, is this really like the is this really the catalyst for something? That would fuck? have been awesome if uh, Daddy Ferraro uh, just like staged this whole story arc so his kid would like the new dog <laughs> to help him adjust to the new town. <laughs> the kid thinks it's real, so we're seeing it through his eyes. Oh no, kid, we're rich. Dad, Grandpa also left a shitload of money. Like, That's right, rich. son. Daddy can understand the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And the monkey says, Russell wants to wrestle for us. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, I prefer to think of it that way. Uh, the wrestling was very annoying and mm-hmm. a lot of slide whistles going on. Yeah, it seemed uh, very unclear how to win a match in this <laughs> It, it seemed to be, majority of the time when it was the dog doing it, it seemed to be by knockout. Yeah. But there was a point where, like, someone got thrown out of the ring and that was it. There was a and point then, where the guy was face down on the ground and the ref counts his hand. Like, he raises his hand three times. They do that twice. What the fuck is that? I I was hoping you could tell me. So, that is something Are, you, you would Use your do. own hand, buddy. <laughs> That's something you would do in a sleeper hold spot like to see if they're knocked out the ref would raise their hand three times Pick but they up, wouldn't yeah. be face down on the ground using their hand to count a pin <laughs> what the fuck was that his hand hurts man he's got i gotta <laughs> slap this mat all day like let me just get this guy's hand to do it he doesn't care he's knocked out he's unconscious he's, what's one more thing you know i guess they couldn't do like full you know, tap outs by hold mm-hmm. because the one time they had Russell like have a chokehold on somebody, they had little like a CGI dog head over the shoulder and then little stretch Armstrong paws like <laughs> awkwardly spaghetti noodled around the neck. Yeah. <laughs> it was not it was not good. 
I, I do think something that they were very true to wrestling on, which I appreciated about this movie, was that uh, they showed that in wrestling, minorities are often limited to offensive stereotypical roles. Um, like the Mongol. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or, yeah. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it in this movie, uh, I think with the wrestling being real, that was actually a time-traveling Mongolian. <laughs> 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 Centuries ago. <laughs> Come to think of it, <laughs> if the fights are real, then the stories must also right. be real. <laughs> let's, get, let's get eyes on that mummy. <laughs> Oh, we did. We unraveled him, you see. And then the man turned to dust. Oh, my gosh. Nah, there's just minor ways to make this movie way cooler. But tragically, this falls under the category of kids movie and doesn't go enough into family movie. Yeah. As much as it tried to be about family, it'll never be Fast and the Furious. It'll only be... I was thinking about Fast and the Furious the whole movie. <laughs> damn, you're right. Damn right, you were Dom, Dom, Dom would have walked into that wrestling arena, looked up at that sign, and be like, "My people." <laughs> <laughs> These guys know what's up. Yeah. Um, so I will say, as a piece of children's media, I found it fairly inoffensive. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think it was like, like I thought it was insanely boring because I'm not a five year old, right? Like, mm -hmm. but, um, I thought, like, I again, this wasn't just a kids movie; it was a young kids movie. I think mm -hmm. if you're like five and under, there's pretty much nonstop action in this movie. There is a one, like, a scene where they're doing a building inspection, and I was like, what kid would want to watch this? <laughs> but other than that um yeah it's like it doesn't offend me it's not like it's a low budget cheap soulless kids movie but like it's not like incompetently horrible it's not like laughably bad it's a really dumb premise but um it's it's just more boring than anything i would hate it if my kid liked this movie like that would suck yeah. ass if this was always on at my house yeah no kidding you gotta like parents don't tell your kids about russell madness seriously yeah. <laughs> you sure keep you... them off the tubey you don't know what they might discover <laughs> you sure you don't want to watch bluey some more uh <laughs> god my kid's gonna only watch bluey damn right um it's my dog's favorite show uh yeah speaking of the wrestling it's something that's come up in every episode every movie we've done for this theme the animal just knows how to do the sport yep <laughs> there's no explanation i wasn't paying that close of attention so i'm glad you you verified Russell just is awesome at this for no reason. The dog that pissed on everyone, mm -hmm. he's just amazing at wrestling. Like, one day, he's, like, all alone in his little pen in the pet store, and then one day he just does, like, a four-pod chest. He, like, jumps to the guy's chest, just boom, kicks off, flips out, and runs out the door. You're like, damn, that was pretty impressive. The pet shop owner took a bump into the dog food bags. Very cool. funny. 
tables, ladders, and dog food bags, if I may. Um, famous, famous wrestling stipulation, yes. <laughs> money in the food bag. Yeah, uh, and then, but it's it's okay. It's kind of like, well, not okay. I'm less mad about it now for the first two movies because those animals couldn't talk and explain themselves. Mm-hmm. This one can talk and explain himself and he simply doesn't he just is like wrestling i don't know how to do wrestling (laughs) (laughs) not a bad wrestle though thanks daddy (laughs) gotta channel my theater kid energy i need more hand movements i don't have that kind of charisma and i'm glad for it so (laughs) (laughs) um what you got. You feel like you got something to say. It feels like. What do you well, got? It just occurred to me as you were describing some of his wrestling sequences that I was like, "Why did they write him as a terrier and not like a Saint Bernard or like, <laughs> <laughs> like a big ass dog that can knock people over? Like, why did they make him this like tiny little shit dog?" Here's an idea. This is free. Hey, Airbud Entertainment, you can have this one. A boxer. Guess what? There's a breed of dog called. A boxer. Right? Put cute little gloves on all four little posies and just have them reach up. And you don't, you could just use little Muppet hands, Muppet paws that you put into frame with little gloves that you go. <laughs> put your little Three Stooges sound effects and just go. <laughs> and then just like have. Oh my gosh, what's his name? Shoot, I had a really good joke. What's that boxer's name? Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. I was going to say, bring him in to read some lines, but I think he might have some trouble there. <laughs> someone, someone will like that joke. Oh. Again, free, little ways to make this more entertaining, I guess. I'm liking what you're pitching. You are pitching a movie that I would watch. Yes, there I There we go. Thank you. I'm glad. I'm an ideas man for Hollywood. Would it be called... <sighs> The Boxing Boxer. Oh, um... Pocky. (laughs) I was gonna say, like, what's Fight Night, but, like, illegally... (laughs) Far enough away from, like, Fight Night, but also, like, a dog pun. Bite Night. Bite Night. Oh, and then they would have a Bite Night song, but actually change the movie title to Bite Evening. <laughs> Bite Quando or something. I don't know. Anyways, oh man, the uh, the animals talking really does ruin the magic, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah, it it introduces like the idea that there could be literal magic at play here, and yeah. it's just like, what if it was boring? What if it was annoying? Actually. I uh, I don't know that I'd want to hear what Eleven has to say most of the time. A lot of the time it's probably just like, oh, hey, that smells good. That smells like the guy I know. And then you walk in and you're like, hey, that's the guy I know. That's the guy that feeds me. I'm going to wag my tail and get belly pats now. I like belly pats from my guy. It's probably all that's going through her head. Mm-hmm. She doesn't seem like she has a lot of thoughts. Yeah, I'm going to go squish myself behind the couch now. <laughs> Woohoo! 
she doesn't know how big she is. No. That's the best. It's, <laughs> it's hilarious. So it's so funny. <laughs> it's her best bit, man. <laughs> Uh-oh, is my tail too long? Am I knocking over all the drinks? If you ever want to have a really clumsy, large-breed dog, just uh, raise them around corgis when they're a puppy. Uh, they will start to develop the perception that they are the same size as the corgis, and they oh. will keep that perception into their adult life. I'm that big. I'm always going to be that big. <laughs> they must have shrunk. I'm that size. Um, what did you think of the WrestleMania, WrestleManiac song i couldn't yeah again we can't really tell exactly what it was but we i i don't want to knock having an original song for your film it wasn't a bad song it wasn't bad it wasn't bad and yet it was a far cry from what it could have been um they just kind of repeated wrestlemania over and over again um they were really proud of it yeah i i would have liked some more lyrics you know give me some like bouncing off the rope and curled up at the foot of your bed it's wrestlemania oh you know it's like the dream warrior song we recently reminisced on you know i was in my notes i said this song is i i'm a sucker for this song but it doesn't hold a candle to dream warriors nope god that song rules thanks dokken (laughs) we'll keep bringing it up dream warriors don't want to dream no more Let's just review that movie again. Um, I got this weird feeling. I think it's just the kids' movie aura of it all. A lot of the lines felt... Maybe not improvised. The performances felt improvised. It, The way the scenes played out with conversations, it seemed like everybody knew their own lines, mm-hmm. but not what was going on. I like that description of the performances. That is very, very observant. It was it was really hard to nail down, but I think like every conversation between mom and dad, especially when like other characters are around, really feels that way. So I had I was like, I gotta put this into words. <sighs> yeah, no, it was very stilted. Very, very stilted. Um I will say if you legitimately think uh, it, it, like an awesome wrestler tagging with a guy in Lederhosen against a child and a dog, you have got to check out this Japanese wrestling promotion called uh, DDT. Um, they, like, they have um, a championship called the DDT Heavy Metalweight Championship. Um, One. It can be won by anything. One time the belt was the champion because <laughs> um, the wrestler who held it laid down on his back exhausted with the belt on top of him and the ref counted three. <laughs> um, I think that's the one that's going to push me over the edge to following wrestling. <laughs> it's pretty cool and they have like some guys who really know what they're doing having like matches with nine-year-olds you know like they do like it's insane what goes on in ddt japan Um, did did the belt in its next match 
have a little belt over one of its straps. Oh my god, I don't know, but they fucked up if they didn't do that. <laughs> like, it's, it's, the belt's manager walks to the ring and the, holding the belt, and then the belt, like, over the, you know, where the circular part where the big metal part is, there's just, like, another tiny version of the same belt slung over that part. That is absolutely glorious, and I really hope they did that. Yeah, we should I, have I've, a day where we watch some DDT together. I think we'd enjoy it. I'm here fixing animal sports movies, animal sports movie studios. I'm fixing Japanese wrestling. <laughs> 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 Not fixing. I'm giving helpful hints. Yeah, DDT ain't broke, brother. Yeah, they did. They did so much without me already. They don't. They don't need me. That's um, a wrestling joke. Is wrestling fixed? I didn't know it was broken. <laughs> I like that one. Um, that's a good joke. Speaking of jokes, Denny, how, what if I showed you a movie where every joke or gag that was introduced was reintroduced later in the movie for a second time and presented as if it was the first time it was being told? Because that shit got so annoying in this movie. They We mentioned the hand drop. We did twice the ref saying, let's have a clean match, now touch hands, or, I mean, pause. They did that twice. They did the monkey going, oh, that's going to leave a mark, twice. They did every joke two times, and every single time they did it a second time, it was presented as if we hadn't heard it before. And I was getting very annoyed. I uh, didn't pay close enough attention to notice. I Basically, Good. after the first 30 minutes of this movie, I was sitting there grumbling to myself, I can't believe I'm spending a two-hour lunch on this. So, <laughs> it's, I was it's, very bitter while I was watching it and trying to find something entertaining on my phone. That's the problem, is, like, if it's on the TV, you can have your phone to distract you. When it's on your phone, you can't, like bust out your second phone you gotta, right. <laughs> you gotta live with it <laughs> oh man um you remember the so you watch the first 30 minutes remember the bulldog the english bulldog that was like challenging russell yeah, for food yeah, in the alley yeah. Yeah. yeah i know you didn't pay much attention later never comes back yeah. that, that 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 was just gone that they did away with that plot line well i mean so was uh them saying like the wrestling theater uh it's in grandpa's will that it has to turn to profit for a year then we can sell it that never amounts to anything it kind of resolved itself well because they just liked it so they it, it was <laughs> successful so it they did it yeah but they didn't and sell then the theater they just they still had an hour left <laughs> oh, yeah, they didn't sell it they were gonna they they showed us this plot thread and then just didn't pull on it yeah where they were like, we're going to sell the theater so we can move back to San Diego. And then mom's like, why? So you can go back to having a 12-hour-a-day work job, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I put in the notes, red alert, business dad trope. Ugh. But they never did the the rest of that. <laughs> that didn't happen. They didn't sell the theater. Yep. Dad fell in love with wrestling again. But it never seemed like he didn't like it in the first place. Yeah. That's the thing, like... I didn't buy the, like, troubled past of these characters or, like, why it sucked that you inherited a really cool old theater with a wrestling ring in it. Like, 
dude, that's my fucking dream if someone died and left me that. Are you kidding me? Like, uh, and none of it mattered, because all that mattered was that the dog talked and did wrestling moves, but, like, pretty sloppy. That's all I'm saying. Pretty sloppy. Sloppy shit. Very sloppy shit. And I think the worst... I, I mean, I mentioned the what I think was actually the worst of the bunch was us realizing, oh no, these mat this match was rigged. My life's <laughs> ruined. Um, but leading into that is the whole dead, the fame getting to their head. Yeah. Arc. It was really, really forced. It all of a sudden, like they signed Russell to like a wrestling contract. He becomes famous, and they got to do tours and stuff. And then, wife and kids are like, "Dad, monkey, dog, spend time with us, please." And they're like, "But we got to make money. We're famous now. We don't have time for you guys." Okay. <laughs> and, but it was done in such a way that it felt like the movie was making a parody of itself. Mm -hmm. It felt like the. The scene in Wet Hot American Summer where they leave camp for an hour. Because <laughs> once once that concludes, everything's back to normal anyway. <laughs> Letting fame go to your head is great, even if it's just for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There was a darker part of those scenes that we didn't see, I guess. <laughs> Man. You got any more notes, bud? What Man, you got? I'm about ready to get into gimmicks. That's all I got. That's all I got right. on Russell Madness. Because I got a couple more things. I just wanted to give you the platform. Hit me with the Maddie. ring. Hit me I wanted with to give things. you. I wanted to give you the ring. See. Pass you the mic, you see. But I think for lead kids, lead boys, this I'll put Max here in the middle of the two. I think our Air Bud kid, uh, Josh, Jaws, no way, jo that was a Jaws, movie. that was a diff, that that's a diff, that's a little bit of a different movie, that shark doesn't play basketball at all, although, here comes the idea, Mill, running again, they, was, shoot, they drop a bunch of basketballs into his mouth and shoot it, <laughs> <laughs> say swish, you son of a bitch, <laughs> Anyways, I, I, I put lead boy in the middle. He's better than the kid from MVP2. He's not, like, great on the reads or anything, but he's got mm -hmm. some charisma, and I do, I do appreciate him. It looks like the kid's having fun making the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what were your thoughts on Little Sister? Um, I was distracted by my wife scrambling to find her on IMDb to find where she knew her from. Did she ever find out? Oh yeah, it's like a whole bunch. There's like a couple Disney shows. She's in a few movies. I think she's in some like good movies that we like, like some horror movies and, oh, cool. and stuff. Uh, yeah, she's. I think she's like 17 or something at this point. She's got a little career for herself. Um, first movie I saw here was Ghostbusters Afterlife. So hold on. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I still can't I believe there's a character in that movie named Fucking Podcast. That is under my skin. Guess what? In my head. 
not gonna watch it. Oh yeah, the it's my wife knew her because she's from Grapevine. Oh, that's cool. She was in Handmaid's Tale, I Tanya. She's in like a bunch of like legitimate shit. Legitimate projects, yeah. The only it's actor cool. in this whole movie that had a career. What do you know? What do you know? <laughs> well, besides, of course, Cliff from Cheers, but yes, he had the career first. <laughs> this didn't springboard anybody. Yeah, not even John Hennigan started getting more roles after this. <laughs> um, okay, I feel like I had one more note. I can't really find it here, but I, I'm ready to kind of wind down on this one. I think um, my last thing. It's I, I I'll get into it when we get into scores. So I'll save that for later. I just want to keep praising John Hannigan because damn, I just whenever he was on there, I couldn't keep my eyes off the screen. It was a relief in the mm-hmm. back half of the movie to to see him come on. He's the man. I I thought you'd appreciate this. Uh, his gimmick is that he has a different name in every promotion he goes to. Dude, that explains why when I googled him, he had like eight last names. Yep, his, like, fir- his first name is always Johnny, but everywhere else he goes, he has a different name. It's cool. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I actually do really like that. I-, I thought you'd think that was neat. I do. I really he's do. currently Johnny TV because he's part of a QTV stable. Okay. Can't wait to Johnny streams. We'll see what's next. Yeah. The next evolution. Of old Johnny. Alright, Denny. You ready to uh, gimmick it up? This is yes. going to be a bit of a short one, but uh, we didn't watch anything else, and this movie sucked, so it's kind of hard to... there wasn't a lot to discuss about this movie. <laughs> Just like that steak from the scraps in the alleyway, there's not a lot of meat on this bone. Damn! But there are about 800 banana puns. Denny... Our gimmick of the week this week, as it was last week, for this theme, our gimmick was the Harry Highlight Reel. What is your Harry Highlight Reel for Russell Madness? Um, it was Russell doing that amazing butt slide across the hood of the car when he was running away from the pet store. Uh, nice! I thought that was the, the coolest stunt in the movie, personally. And it looks so fucking stupid. <laughs> I had, I had to with, like, dogs, dogs don't bend like that. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Do you understand the physics of a dog? Like, they kind of, like, blended an action movie human doing that slide over the hood and kind of try to translate in that into dog anatomy and it just put the dog in a blender <laughs> it's mm-hmm. really weird yep i like i explained that scene earlier i forgot that on his way out of the pet store he like s- slid over the car hood that mm-hmm. was really was really bad <laughs> Um, my hairy highlight reel because so many of the stunts from the animals were CGI or done uh, off screen I think yeah. I, I'm, my gimmick this week is the hairy piss reel so every time he gets up gets picked up he pees on command and don't say hairy piss reel it's gonna get us flagged nah I think that's fine <laughs> nah we're cool we've said way worse stuff <laughs> today <laughs> i'm just saying it attracts the wrong type of customer well maybe we want them <laughs> or the right type of customer <laughs> yeah, like even though you can tell 
like sometimes it's CGI. Someone picks up the dog and the shots like of the person's face and the dog from behind. You can tell it's like a little puppet toy version of the dog, mm-hmm. and then just like a little squirt gun off camera spraying like slightly yellowed water in people's faces. By the way, for a tiny dog, a really fat, heavy stream. Yeah, I say. <laughs> he was a big, big pisser. I Russell love, was hung. I love the writing that they wanted us to empathize with the tragic flaw of pissing all over everyone who tries to love you. <laughs> Kids are going to relate. Well, okay, maybe that had more wisdom to it than I previously gave it credit for. Kids do piss all over the people who love them. I was not trying to give it credit for wisdom. <laughs> Don't misinterpret me. My apologies. Danny, what'd you have for a favorite line for Russell Madness? WrestleMania? Um, I'll I'll give a runner up to that one bulldog in the alleyway that uh, said something very relatable. I have to eat every few seconds or else I get hangry. Me too, good boy. Me too. Um <laughs> But I'm going to go with the classic wrestling fan heckle to the uh, the commentator uh, who said that you would want to have a boring tool. And a fan shouted, you're a boring tool. I like that. that that's uh, how wrestling fans behave, I'll be honest. Not bad. All right. Uh, my runner-up for favorite line was when the family realizes that Russell is becoming a YouTube sensation. And they go to www.youtube.com and then I'm sure that's how they got <laughs> and they saw the video of Russell wrestling the guy and realizes that he's getting famous and the wife says 2,187,62 views and I say that because I rewound it and I had to watch it a couple times they split the audio and they cut out the word thousand so they intentionally made her say the number wrong she should say 2,187,062 views and she just goes 2,187,062 views (laughs) it perplexed me you really weren't able to look away from the screen while you watched this, were you? <laughs> I was transfixed. <laughs> Folks, that's called immersion. You gotta get it any way you can. Let For you screenwriters serve. out there. <laughs> Let this serve as a public service announcement. Uh, don't watch bad movies on your phone. <laughs> you missed the gems. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. But my my favorite line is um from our tag team announcer duo who I we didn't even really mention Fred, Fred Willard. Fred Willard is in this movie. I forgot about that. What a king. What a legend. It it was in the era where he's like kind of doing whatever but always bringing like himself his A game yeah. and I'm always happy to see it. It elevates any project. He was never on screen with anyone other than the other commentator. I'm sure this was like a half day of shooting for the man, and I'm sure he got a nice paycheck for it. Yeah, I think like one of the kids like handed them a note, like at one point. Like it, it, they felt like the um, uh, sorry, the Muppets, Heckler Muppets. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Statler and Waldorf. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I was drawing a blank there. They felt like that, (laughs) like. 
always shot separately, not really mm-hmm. part of the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're talking to each other. Vic Vice is one of the wrestlers, and commentator says, Vic Vice is returning from sabbatical at Penn State. And Fred Willard says, Mike, I think that's State Penn. That's a fucking good joke, man. That's hilarious. That's really good. That was really funny. I was like, ha, Fred, you did it again. That was it awesome. It had its moments. They were few and far between, but it had its moments. <sighs> All right, Denny. Time has come to put a number on it. Whether you like it or not, you should put a number on it. What'd you give a rating to? I gave it a 19 out of 50. That's a failing grade. Um, it's, it's very low budget, low brow. Um, it's 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 for little bitty kids. I can't imagine like a kid as old as six really enjoying this. To be honest with you, like they'd have to be pretty young. I think. Yeah, kids born when this movie were was made are too old for this movie now. We we call that generation two B babies, Greg. Oh. <laughs> Oh, uh, look at those, those freaking 2B kids. We had iPad kids. Now we have 2B kids. <laughs> they all grew up watching Russell Madness with ads. And they all want to talk about black psoriasis. <laughs> they were just... <laughs> just Mom and Dad just got too lazy. Plopping them down in front of Russell Madness and Park Chan-Wook films. <laughs> There's all kinds of shit on 2B. Uh... <laughs> But I want to see Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. God, just watch <laughs> Russell Madness again. You'll watch Old Boy and like it, damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, Russell Madness, I... At a certain point, I was like, Alright, I'm going to dock a point for every time this monkey makes a pun either about monkeying around, give me the monkey wrench, I'm a monkey. One of those jokes... I was gonna dock a you point. You would have got well into the negatives. My yeah, friend. but Critiker, Critiker doesn't do <laughs> negative numbers. Uh, that being said, it's a bad movie. I don't enjoy kids' movies. I try to rate it subjectively, and that was still very difficult to do. I'm not a kid. I get, but it got a big boost from Johnny TV. Yeah. I gave it a, still the worst score of the series. I gave it a nine out of forty. I thought it was better than MVP2. Oh, no. Absolutely not. I thought so. Well, ooh. Certainly a better guest star played by an actual athlete. Sure. For sure. Yeah, Bob Bernquist really uh, did not deliver. Johnny TV took him for a ride on that one. <laughs> he elevated the film. He really did. He elevated the material. <laughs> He brought the story to life. <laughs> I think they just gave him more lines to say, please save our movie. Um, and they did. Hey, so, yeah, that's that's a 9 out of 40. And that's a wrap on the series, Denny. We've done it. What is the best movie for when animals play sports, Greg? Well, I, I love coming to the end of a series and getting to look back and reflect on all the films we watched. Maybe less so this time, but there is one positive thing I will b- look back on. It's my winner for the series. It is, of course, Air Bud. Mm-hmm. If you want to see an animal play a sport, even though he doesn't play the sport very much, it is the best movie, 
and he plays it enough where it's fun and enjoyable. Good 90s nostalgia. Good, you know, family kind of, a little bit more family fun level quality of movie. So, Airbud Air Bud takes it in a landslide. Yep, I've got to agree with you. That one was an actually good and uh, somewhat heartwarming movie. Um, the other ones uh, sucked really bad. you got to go with Airbud. <laughs> That's the only option. And if you want to watch, I would put, like, MVP2 as, like, a if you're a fan of skateboarding or hockey, or hopefully both, as, like, a so-bad-it's-good kind of movie. The most impressive animal playing the sport was, without a doubt, Jack and MVP2. But, come on. The rest of the movie sucked around him. So. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And Russell Madness is not really in consideration. Sorry, audience. I know you guys like picking the best movie. Uh, but uh, you listen to Denny on what to vote for, and that was your mistake. We could have watched the soccer Airbud World Pup. Or the football one. I forget the name of. Uh, Golden Receiver. Golden Receiver, thank you. Yeah. But no, we did the wrestling one. Hey, and I'm always down to talk about wrestling with my good buddy, Denny. However CGI'd or <laughs> not rigged it may be. <laughs> Very weird. Yeah, sad to say I didn't actually get to get a chance to watch The Wrestler before doing Wrestle Madness. Very sad. Yeah, I, I guess we, we gotta save it. We gotta save it. We gotta it. save it. We gotta save it. Ooh, I have an idea that I'll pitch to you after we record. Okay. After we pause this. But Okay, buddy. Alright. One more theme down. Denny. There's another one coming up. What I do we got? can't wait. Uh starting next week, we are gonna be doing movies for when you've got a case of Spielbergs. We are going to be covering Steven Spielberg films. That's right. You thought that Russell Madness was too obscure? Well, we're going to cover some real mainstream shit for the next three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be very accessible to the audience. Uh, not just people who love dogs and pro wrestling. Uh, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, we're, we're covering uh, uh, when you have a case of the Spielbergs and Greg. What are we starting with? What do you want to What do you want to kick it off with? We're gonna start with my pick this time. We started with your pick with Airbud for this theme, so we'll start with mine. And for my turn, I picked my Spielberg movie. I'm in the mood for some sci-fi, brother. I want to watch Minority Report. Yes. I am so ready to watch this. I think this movie is underrated as fuck. Um, we're gonna have we're gonna have a great time discussing Minority Report, man. This is gonna uh, really redeem these last two weeks. I think I'm really thrilled to watch it. And uh, Denny, after Minority Report, I think we've got your pick. Yes. What are we gonna be watching? We're gonna watch E.T. the Extra Testicle terrestrial um mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm really pumped et is a fantastic movie greg hasn't seen it have you seen minority report no oh fuck yes fuck yes you're you're I'm, gonna you're gonna i'm get slacking a, man you're gonna get a new community reference yes okay i i think i know the story but i i haven't seen the movie i have the book i don't think i've read it my dad just kind of gave it to me do you remember when, old copy. when Chang had... It's like a clip they play in one of the clip episodes 
they Chang has Garrett in a pool and he goes, I'm predicting future crimes. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew that was I knew that was a minority report reference. Yeah. It's so awesome. It's so fucking cool. Just oh my god, the way he's made up. Uh we'll have to bring it up again next week. So we've got minority report, ET. Unfortunately we aren't gonna be doing an audience poll because this is a big uh, library the steven spielberg filmography is much too big we kind of wanted to make sure we covered something we both really wanted to talk about so i i realize these are all three sci-fi movies so denny our consensus i, did, I didn't pick. realize that fuck <laughs> oh well he's good at it yeah man. he makes it's, we'll we'll talk about why this yeah. shit rocks we just did jaws so we've covered a non-sci-fi Spielberg recently so yes. I think I think we've got our bases covered the last movie we're gonna watch for the series is our consensus pick Close Encounters of the Third Kind a I tried to do it with you but it was gonna be out of sync whatever yeah it's, we all love it we all know it I, it's, it's a classic for a reason I feel like uh, we'll get into it ooh I'm just giddy yes I'm giddy for it this is gonna be a really fun theme it's like like you're like you're saying at the top of this episode we're having a fun goof around time and we don't really want to get too deep and serious into cinema and having to think about things and explain like get too deep on stuff so this is going to be kind of a mix of the two where it's just these are just such enjoyable films we can just kind of bask in the um what am I trying to say? Fun? I don't fun. Say, it's Sim not like pure Sim fun. Simplicity? They're all very straightforward movies. Accessibility, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And e easily, easy to be immersed in, everything like that. Whatever. Yeah, bitch. Pick your words. We'll think of better words next time. <laughs> and new, write them down. New, new words drop next week. Get excited. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for new words. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. And then, after that, we'll have some special announcements coming your way for what's going on next. Can't wait. We may or may not have the next couple months already planned out, and I think That's you're going right. to like it. That's right. That's right, folks. All right, Denny. <sighs> we finally did it. We did. We've, we've covered our bases, but we didn't talk about baseball. So I'm going to underhand pitch to you, and I need you to knock this catchphrase out of the park, even though you are... A dog. For Greg Work, the monkey business Johnson. Ooh. I'm Denny the Banana Hammock Taylor. And this has been Movies for When? We already told you when. But you know what we didn't tell you? What's my cage again? <laughs>